You are Locked On the NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello, hello, hello. I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. You have reached the national NFL flagship of the entire Locked On Podcast football network. And we bring you your team every day. We're the number one local sports daily podcast network in the entire world. Um, If you are an advertiser, reach out to me too. If you run a very specific market with a really big following and we're growing like crazy. So you can always drop me a line on Twitter in that regard at Williamson NFL. It's great to chat with all of you. And it's somewhat of a transitional time on the Locked On NFL podcast. And here's what I wanted to spell out to you guys. This past week was the last week of the old lineup. So I have set up a new lineup for the offseason, and this is what we're going to do. Every Monday, kind of how, how we've been doing it is going to be the biggest stories from the local experts. So I'm going to pull usually three members of the Locked On Network, Locked On Cardinals, Niners, whatever, and we're going to have a conversation Monday. I'll compile three conversations. I need a little bit of your help on that, though. So... Please don't hesitate to say, hey, Matt, and I was thinking about this. I mean, I haven't had Locked On Cardinals on forever because it's been playoffs. It's been Super Bowl. Some of these bad teams, frankly, haven't been, haven't really had a voice on my podcast of lately. So a team like the Cardinals makes perfect sense. You got first overall pick. You got a new coach. You know, there's a lot to discuss. So if your favorite team has been neglected or if it hasn't and you want me to ask them a couple questions or a couple topics, please reach out. So I'll probably be recording those Sundays and Mondays, just depending on, they're not easy to coordinate, to be frank with you. I mean, it's just dependent on when my schedule meshes with theirs, but they're like eight to 10 minute conversations, touching on three or four major topics of that specific team. So those are cool. Also, Tuesdays are going to be much different. Tuesday is draft day now. As you know, the Locked On Network has two really good draft podcasts. Locked On NFL Draft and the Draft Dudes. So those four hosts have agreed to go on a rotation with me. So every I'm going to have I'm going to have one of those four guys on every Tuesday at least up until the draft, probably a little after to recap drafts, things like that too. So one of those four dudes, all of whom are very, very good, and you have to check out their podcast too. It is officially draft season. Probably has been for a while for some of your teams. Um, So every Tuesday, I'm going to have one of those guys on to talk 
exclusively draft. You know, like we might just have John Ledger's going to be my first. You know, he is um, John. I know each other well, and he's got a, a Pittsburgh and Steeler background. But him and I are going to talk corners on Tuesday or whatever. I'm going to throw it out to him and say, pick a group or let's pick the top 10 or whatever. But always looking for topics there. But there's so much draft to discuss, and these four are really, really knowledgeable. So that's going to be Tuesdays. Wednesdays, I've hinted at it for a while with you guys. Mark Schofield and I are going to do a podcast every Wednesday. And we're recorded every Wednesday at noon, much like I did with Mike Renner. And he's the host of Locked on Patriots. But he does so much, so much more. I mean, go check out his Twitter bio. He's been on the show many times lately. Mark is a really good quarterback evaluator. But you've heard us lately. We, I think we really have a good mojo going. And he can talk about any topic. Maybe it'll be slightly, slightly more Steelers and Patriots, but not really. I mean, we're going to talk about everything. Um, quarterback evals, there'll be some draft stuff. We'll talk free agency. We can talk about any topic. So I'm excited to do that. Mark and I have talked quite a bit during this Patriots run, and it hasn't just been Patriots, and it certainly won't just be Patriots. And even his Locked on Patriot podcast is really, really good with not no offense to the other podcasts out there, but his expands outside the Patriot realm more than the others too. So that is going to be fun. So Mark and I are going to do every Wednesday. That'll be a routine. Boom, boom, boom. Thursday won't change. You'll be happy to know. Mike Sando and I will just keep it up as we've been moving along. Frankly, that's been our most popular show of the week. Mike really enjoys doing it. I consider him a good friend. I love that conversation <laughs> and Frankly, to be honest, it's hard for me to keep that that podcast short and concise because we could go an hour without beating an eye, you know. I mean, that's in without batting an eye or beating an eye, whatever. That one goes and goes, and it's so free flowing, and it really reminds me of my ESPN days with Mike, which were some great times, and it's great to reenact that every Thursday for you guys. Friday, today's Friday, um, and today. Kind of is a like I said, a, a, a giving you guys what's going on. But the next segment, I'm going to talk about the Hall of Fame. I've talked about, I've teased that for a while, and then we're going to finish today's show with Super Bowl odds. A couple ones I might put a buck on right now. Um, so Fridays are going to be somewhat of a wild card. It's either going to be one like this, where it's just me and you, you know, sitting in my belly up to my bar. You and I are going to talk about two or three things, you know. That could be a Friday, but hopefully more often is going to be a guest from outside the network. You know, I know a lot of people in this business, so if I could line up some of my old buddies from ESPN or Ross Tucker or Roflo or Evan Silver or whomever, I mean, maybe even some fantasy guys. So there's a lot of that stuff is going to be in the cards for Fridays, so that's that. I mean, so that's something I wanted to get out in front with you guys, let you know what to expect in the coming months. I've also been telling you about our, our relationship now with these smart speakers. I don't have a smart speaker yet. Um, everyone I know seems to. I'm a little slow on these things. But make sure you, you tell your smart speaker, play podcast, Locked on NFL. we got a real good relationship with those guys going on right now. So there's a lot of buzz right now with this podcast and the entire Locked on network. So that's where we're at. And I'll be back here in a moment. We will talk about the Hall of Fame. 
I am excited to tell you about a product I am very excited about, Low-K-I. Um, NFL Nation, I'm excited to tell you about our newest partner. And exactly like I said, that's Low-K-I. You need a little extra swag for game day. Low-K-I has your back with their brand new game day collection. If you haven't heard this name before, well, you have now. This company is amazing. I've been using their bracelets, rocking their bracelets, and so has my wife, actually, for quite a few years now. And it's a bracelet with an amazing message and also supports incredible causes, which is really wonderful. The Low KI bracelet comes in your team's colors and holds waters from Mount Everett, the highest point on Earth, and mud from the Dead Sea, the lowest point on Earth. It's a daily reminder for me to stay balanced during life's highs and lows. I'm a big braces guy, and no joke, I've been wearing the same one on my wrist now for three years. <laughs> I really have. It has an awesome message, which personally helps keep me focused with you know, both during the good and challenging times of my life. Since Low KI is friends with the show, they are offering you an exclusive discount of 25% off all game day collection bracelets. Pretty cool. Guys, trust me, I've been a fan of theirs for years. This is the best deal. Just use my promo code LOCKEDON25, that's all one word, LOCKEDON25, when checking out, and boom, you can thank me later. Uh, go to LOKAI.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON25, and take advantage of this amazing deal right now. All right, we are back. And I know you guys, and this is one of my favorites, we've had a lot of Hall of Fame talk over the years on the Locked On NFL podcast. So I think you guys get me that when I'm critical of it, it's not like this guy stinks. I mean, it's ugliest girl at the beauty pageant type thing. I have great respect for anyone that was on this ballot in any way, shape, or form, and they're generally transcendent players. And so we're splitting hairs here, but it's still a conversation I love. And I think it's the greatest honor in all of football, obviously. So I take it a little personally, too, that I feel strongly about these things. So I think you guys know by now, in alphabetical order, this year's class is Champ Bailey, contributor Pat Bowen, contributor Gil Brandt, tight end Tony Gonzalez, cornerback Ty Law, center Kevin Mawai, safety Ed Reed, and from the Veterans Committee, safety Johnny Robinson couple things. First of all, this sounds really coarse, but how many of you really care about these veteran committee guys anymore? I mean, like, I didn't know anything about Johnny Robinson, and I am a tremendous, pat myself on the back here a little bit, tremendous student of the history of this league. And often over the years, the veteran committee guys, I look at like, oh man, okay, great. Oh, put them in. Cool. Um, I almost feel like maybe they should deserve their own wing. Or maybe we should just stop this practice overall. I know that sounds coarse. but And some good dudes have finally gotten in that were deserving. That frankly the committee screwed up until that point, And maybe that's what it's there for. But in the end, this is a lesser honor. I'm sorry to say that. But okay, safety Johnny Robinson versus safety Ed Reed. I mean, enough said, you know. Okay, so that aside, I just get that off my chest. And maybe we should be done with that. And that's something I actually want to talk to Sando about on Thursday. Yesterday's podcast with Mike, he mentioned at the end, he is a voter. So there are a couple issues I want to ask with him. Another one is Pat Bolin and Gil Brandt. They're contributors. Shouldn't they be their own class too? Like, 
let's put five or six players in a year and one contributor. Like, to me, Gil Brandt and Pat Bolin versus John Lynch or Steve Atwater is apples to oranges. Like, why do those guys get in ahead of players? So, almost like, they should almost be their own category, like the Veterans Committee. One contributor a year. That's not taking anything away from Gil Brandt or Pat Bolin. Um, I also think, <laughs> just, I mean, I'm really negative on this right now, it sounds like. <coughs> but if you're an owner for a really long time, eventually you get in as a contributor. Again, that's not a knock on Pat Bolin. I'm not saying he doesn't belong, but... If you're a, a brand name owner for 20 years and your team wins some games, it seems like you end up in the Hall of Fame. I'm, I'm not saying that's right or wrong. It just seems like that trend very much exists. So right off the bat, there's what? I mean, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, including the Veterans Committee, right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight, I'm sorry. Including the Veterans Committee. And three of them... I don't even know we can talk about, you know, Bolin, Brant, Robinson. So take those guys out of the equation. That leaves us five players that all got in as great players, okay? I mean, I mean, if you're a Hall of Famer, you got in as a great player. Reed, Bailey, Gonzalez, Law, Mawai. There you go. So there's five of those dudes. To me, if I were to rank them, Ed Reed is one. He's the definition of a first ballot Hall of Famer. Boom. Gonzalez would be right behind him. Two, that's a first ballot Hall of Famer. A great, great tight end. I think Gronk's a better tight end, but that doesn't matter. He's one of the best at his position ever. Much like Ed Reed, that's what the you know the Hall of Fame is built for. Boom. Ed Reed, Gonzalez, every year they get in right away. Boom. Okay. I would put Reed slightly ahead of Gonzalez. Fair enough. Champ, to me, is fine, and Ty Law's would be, Bailey would be third, Law would be fourth, Mawai would be fifth of that group. Um, I have no problem with Bailey going in. I knew he would. I just happen to think that his name value might slightly eclipse what he was as a player. But Hall of Famer, fine. I'm not making any stink there. I'm not making any stink over Ty Law either. I mean, it's amazing, and this is a different conversation, but it's amazing that he's the first of the awesome Patriot teams to go in. Obviously, Brady and Belichick will, and I think Gronk will easily get in. But he that might be it. I mean, that's an amazing thing. And um, so he's deserving, fine. Um, in a way, I think he benefits from being a Patriot, you know, where how can we not have any Patriots in after all these wins and all these Super Bowls and all this amazing run? Fine, he's in. Kevin Mawai, as you probably reckoned, I have a problem with. From what I understand, he's a wonderful human being. You want this guy in your team. He's consistent. He's great. He's tough. He's a leader. Uh, his con- contributions after his career, I think, are wonderful and highly respected and an advocate for the players and all those things. So I'm not knocking the guy, but a little bit I am. I mean... I don't remember him. Maybe my memory's a little foggy, New York York fans. I don't remember him being the best center in the league, like, clearly. I mean, he wasn't Mike Webster. He wasn't Jermani Dawson. He wasn't Dwight Stevenson. You know, like, he was a good player that went to Pro Bowls, a real good player. But was he the best center in the league ever? I don't remember him that way. 
And my my complaint is Mawai versus Baselli to me, I can make a case either way because Baselli didn't play all that long. But Mawai over Fanica and Hutchinson, I'm sorry, that's criminal. That that's criminal. No way. And I have been told that being with one, you know, being the New York backing, and this is a question for Sando, is helpful. And the New York representatives and voters were pushing Mawai more than Fanica, although Fanica's best years obviously were with the Steelers. And but but Fanica and Hutchinson both, you know, switched teams, and uh, you know Mawai did as well. But his best years were with the Jets, and he remembered most as a Jet. But by no means can you tell me that Mawai was a better player than them, especially Hutchinson. I would rank them Hutchinson, Fanica, Baselli, Mawai, but Hutchinson and Fanica stand alone in that conversation, and Hutchinson might be the best guard I've ever seen. I mean, Larry Allen's in that conversation. For Mawai to go over him is a crime. For him to go over Fanica is a crime. Um, last note here on the Hall of Fame. I've heard that it's being kicked around that for the 100-year anniversary, they're thinking about putting an expanded class in um, because they feel like there's a logjam. And I get that. But to be honest, this 19 class, here were the finalists. Atwater, Bailey, Bolin, Brandt, Baselli, Bruce, Coriel, Fanica, Flores, Gonzalez, Hutchinson, Edge, Ty Law, Lynch, Mawai, Ed Reed, Robinson, Richard Seymour. I've seen a lot better classes than that. So is there really that much of a huge logjam? I know there's one coming, and maybe there's one at the O-line positions right now, particularly on the interior. But I don't know that you have to start putting in a lot more guys. I think you just need to, you know, make contributors their own deal, like I said, and go with the process, but put the right people in. And I don't know that they put the right people in here with that spot. Mawai over Fanica and especially Hutchinson, once again, is criminal. I can't buy, get behind that at all. Um, all week, all the last two weeks, I've been telling you about our new favorite podcast. It's called That's Gold. That's Gold with Steve Heitner. I hope you guys are Seinfeld fans, Curb Your Enthusiasm fans, because it's wonderful stuff. And you'll, you've even heard me say, that's gold, Jerry, on here before I knew anything about this podcast. But Kenny Banya is, Steve Heitner played Kenny Banya, and that was his phrase. You know, that's gold, Jerry. So on That's Gold, Steve is joined by co-host Rich Johnson to talk about everything guys love, sports, sports betting, movies, comedy, food, drink, music, Vegas, and they bring it pretty much five days a week. And unlike, you know, some other great podcasts out there, they have some big-name dudes that stop by. And it's a lot like this one where they kind of sit at a bar shooting with, with some famous guests shooting the breeze. And so I urge you to check it out. So check out That's Gold with Steve Heitner on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, please do me a favor and leave both Steve and myself, a favorable review, hit the subscribe button, spread the word, leave us five stars, and all those wonderful things. All right, as I promised, we are going to conclude the show with Vegas odds. I have talked about these a little over the week, and they always come out right after the Super Bowl, which is kind of fun, and I'm sure they'll change. Um, the ones at the top are no surprise. They're the final four teams 
KC, the Rams, New Orleans, New England. But three of them are 8-1, to one, and the Chiefs are 6-1. to one. Um, With the Chargers in their division, don't they have one of the tougher roads to win their division? I don't know. I just don't know why the Chiefs are special in this one. You know, like, uh, I would lump them all together, to be very honest. And mentioning the Chargers, you got the Chargers, the Bears, and the Steelers at 14-1. to one. That's the next tier after the, what I'd call, elite group, the final four. Um, at that odds, I don't love any of them, but I'm not sure the Steelers belong at 14-1. to one. I mean, you lose Munchak. Not that Bell was a factor, but he's going to be gone. I think AB's going to be gone. I don't know that the Steelers are in that neighborhood. I would put them down a peg with this next group, probably. I think it's a little rich for the Steelers. And you guys might be shocked to hear me say that. Um, the next group is the Vikings, the Packers, Dallas. I'm cool with Minnesota being there. I think the Steelers and Minnesota are in a very similar boat. I would have the same odds for both those guys. I don't love the sporting cast around Rodgers. And that's a little rich for me on Dallas, too. So I'm not putting any money on any of those guys. This is where I start to think that you can you can make some bucks at 30 to 1. The Eagles, yes, please. I'll put a buck on the Eagles at 30 to 1. Baltimore, no. The Colts, yes. The Colts and the Eagles, to me, are great bets. I'm sorry, this group is 20 to 1. But I'm still not hesitating at all. I'll put a buck on the Colts and the Eagles at 21. Houston is also in that group. Cleveland's in that group. Baltimore's in that group as well. I'm not doing cartwheels for those at 20 to 1. Seattle at 30 to 1. I think that's good odds. I think they should be in that 20 to 1 category. But now you're getting into the teams of, yeah, but can they win the Super Bowl? You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I see the picture where the Eagles could win the Super Bowl. I, don't, I could definitely picture the Colts winning the Super Bowl. Seattle's a good team going the right direction, and I think this is good odds for them, but can they win the Super Bowl? Maybe, but 30 to 1 is a pretty good deal. 40 to 1. Atlanta, I like that one. I think that offense will be back big and the defense will be healthier. Jacksonville? Anyone watch the Jags this year? I know they were injured a lot and they're going to have a new quarterback, but they're going to lose a couple dudes with cap money. I will not take 40 to 1 on Jacksonville. Giants at 40 to 1. Sando seemed to like them a little more than I do too next year. No. I like the Niners at 50 to 1. We had this conversation yesterday. That seems like pretty extreme odds. I'm a Jimmy believer. I'm a Shanahan believer. I think that offense can be great. I know the negatives. We talked about them yesterday. But 50 to 1, that's pretty long. That's pretty good odds for put a buck on them. Um, I mean, now again, we're getting into teams I don't think are Super Bowl champions, but at least they're noteworthy here. Carolina, and we talked a lot about these in detail yesterday. Tennessee, Denver, they're all in the 60 to 1 conversation. Uh, I don't know what to think of Newton. I don't think those other two teams are. I think they could be hard to play against, but I certainly don't see them as Super Bowl contenders. Tampa and the Jets at 80 to 1. I mean, that's so extreme. I might put a buck on those two. Like, new culture. I like those quarterbacks. I mean, long shots. I mean, a buck, not 100 bucks. 80 to 1. And then we've talked about this before, too, and I just find it interesting. And it's the last time I bring it up, I promise. But at 100 to 1, you have Washington. Their quarterback situation is a disaster. Detroit, Buffalo. Cincinnati, who I think is better than 100 to 1. Oakland, Arizona. Makes perfect sense to me. I mean, those guys look like 101 teams to me, although I think Cincinnati's more in that 60 to 1, 80 to 1 neighborhood. And as I brought up before, it blows me away that all those teams are 100 to 1 and 
All alone is the Dolphins at 300 to 1. I mean, I know we keep hearing tanking, Tannehill's gone, new coach. But are they three times worse than the Cardinals or the Raiders or the Redskins? I mean, uh, that shocks me that they stand alone by far the worst teams in the league. I mean, that reminds me of, like, the Cleveland teams whenever they were totally when they took over and tr- got rid of all their good dudes, like before they start acquiring talent, like there's Miami at that point. Maybe I tend to think not, but okay. Uh, that was a good show. A lot of information early on of what we're going to be doing on doing going forward. Um, how about this too, between now and Sunday by noon or so, if there's a team from the locked on network, you want me to bring on their host for the next show, uh, send me a recommendation and maybe a topic or two to discuss. Um, I'm going to probably reach out to Arizona because I'm not sure they've been on and they do the first overall pick. That might be the, my first priority. But other than that, I would like some recommendations of who you'd like me to chat with. All right. Take care. Over and out.